mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Putting in Work. I am John O'Peck, and this is episode 16. We've got a different kind of guest today. Usually, I talk to someone who's uh, worked their way through an industry and can speak with uh, some level of authority on you know how they got there. But sometimes I like to talk to an up-and-comer in a particularly interesting industry. And today we've got Harry Kennedy, young cinematographer, working his way into that field. I first came across Harry's work in my buddy Jesse's Kickstarter promo video. And I've also had the chance to see a lot of Harry's work at Barrable Hills Baptist Church in Geelong. He does great stuff for their promo material. Really brings a level of professionalism to everything that I've seen him do. He's also been working on a web series that's on YouTube called Hayden and Peter. It's really cool. Go check it out. You know, sometimes it's good to say I knew that guy back then. And I can definitely see Harry going on to do some really cool stuff. Keep listening to find out about how Harry got into cinematography and what it takes to push further into that industry. Here's Harry. Enjoy the show. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. It's all right. You are my first uh, guest in film. Yeah, so... I guess the title, yeah, I'd give myself is director of photography or cinematographer. Yeah. Sure. And is that uh, something that you feel you've earned over a couple of years of, of doing small projects or is that something that you're more aspiring towards? It's it's definitely something I'm aspiring towards. <laughs> I don't think, um, I kind of throw the term around lightly yeah. because, yeah, I don't know if I've quite achieved that status symbol. Um, <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's it. Basically, I just shoot things for people. (laughs) But yeah, when I can use that title, I I do. Sure. It's a good title to have. And and how did you get into this? So for me, like back in like like high school days, year nine and 10 sort of thing, I was very into like technology and computers and all all that sort of stuff. And then around, I guess it was like year 11, I kind of took a turn. I started started kind of teaching myself about video production and stuff because I wanted to produce YouTube videos mm-hmm. um, about, I don't know, unboxing stuff and like about computers and things. And as I kind of um, learnt more about that, learnt more about um, composing shots and lighting things, I got really interested in that side of yeah. um, filmmaking and just kind of slowly made the transition to, yeah, like a passion for cinematography. Yeah. So have you had a, always had an interest in film itself? I guess like I've yeah, I've always enjoyed film, but yeah, I'm not like You're not a film nerd. Not like a film nerd, like I wasn't producing films when I was like a little kid, um yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Like you hear a lot of people get into it that way. Mm. Um but mine was sort of a yeah, a bit of a bit of a later transition into it. And what do you think it was about what you were studying for the YouTube videos that got you interested in in cinematography because there's, you know, to, to put up a, a vlog or whatever, mm. it doesn't take a lot of skill. Nah, so, nah. Sorry, Dylan, my friend Dylan. <laughs> but, like, when I say it doesn't take a lot of skill, what you're doing is, like, so much more complicated than just pointing a camera mm. um, in a well-lit room. Yeah, that's it. I'm not sure. I think... Yeah, it was just as I was researching and learning more about how to compose shots and how to light light things and all that kind of technical aspect of it, I just slowly built an interest Mm. in it and just kind of fell down that rabbit hole and kept researching and learning and, yeah, it just became a passion. I think, like, when I, like, grab a hold of something, whether it's, 
my passion for cinematography or my passion for coffee making or music. I tend to just like go whole hog, just try and learn everything about it and do it, do everything with it. Like with coffee, I was like roasting my own (laughs) beans and like, yeah, if I, yeah, like surfing, I'd want to shape my own surfboard. And so, yeah. That's cool. Hmm. In terms of learning those skills, it wasn't the traditional, I guess, movie film school Hmm. and that kind of thing. It was more self-taught. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, it was all, all just through the internet and resources like YouTube and Vimeo, all that sort of stuff. I did study at university a Bachelor of Media and Communications, but even through that, like by that time, I, I don't think I really learnt anything new in terms of filmmaking and cinematography yeah. because I'd already been doing it for so many years. Um, so since you got a lot more serious about this, what was it? Uh, like, how did you come across projects that you were able to work on and, and bring a level of professionalism to? Mm. Probably, the big, like, the biggest thing for me in that was uh, my relationship with Hayden Mustaka, a good friend um, who I met five or six years ago. He had gone down the film school route, and he was, he'd been working on kind of, yeah, like, commercials and TV shows and student films um, for quite a while. And it would have been... Yeah, like in my first year of uni, he kind of just, we caught up one day and he was like, do you want to jump on this kind of project? And from there, we've just started working together really regularly. Um, He's a director. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've just got a lot of my opportunity through that. I guess other than that would be my work with, I work um, a couple of days a week at a church. Mm-hmm. A lot of that kind of stuff is your documentary style interviews, everything like that. But every now and again, we'll have promos for bigger events that um gives gives me a bit of creative freedom to really yeah shoots shoot some cool stuff mm. so those are probably the biggest things at the moment yeah that's cool and i guess even having that consistent work is like getting reps up and yeah that's and it. knowing how to work in different places and with different people which all adds for towards sure. the skills that you need yeah that's it any any anything you do is just it's just like training for your skill set and yeah. so it's all it's all been really good that's cool. So what kind of work, um, I know you've done commercials for Jesse, who's been on this podcast with mm-hmm. his watch and you've mentioned the stuff at church, but the stuff with Hayden, what have you done? Done a couple different things with Hayden. So the latest thing I've done is a web series called Hayden and Peter, mm-hmm. um, which is basically these short kind of two minute scenes, I guess, based on real conversations that he's had with his mate Peter, which has been really good for me because I've done a lot of documentary and that kind of yeah commercial kind of montage type stuff but i hadn't done a lot of narrative film work blocking out scenes and i won't get too far into it but like dramatic dramatic kind of stuff i hadn't done a lot of that so that was really good we did um 10 episodes in quick succession like we were releasing one a week so it was a bit of a hustle but um it was really good just just learning those those different techniques from what i'm used to and so what is the level of, of work out there for someone like you? I imagine it could be difficult to find work when, mm. uh, you know, people have usually a budget they want to spend and mm. they might not go looking for freelancers straight away. So how do you sure. get into that? Yeah, it is, it is hard because, yeah, I'm kind of at a level where people aren't probably willing to pay me heaps for what I'm doing which is fine. Like a lot of the stuff I do at the moment is like love jobs. Mm. 
which is just what you do to to build up a reel and get opportunities and and upskill yourself but it's kind of just now because I've finished uni now getting to the stage where I need to kind of start making a bit of a living off it and so I'll, I'll find myself like you do the kind of less creative projects that often pay more to fund the creative stuff sure. that you really enjoy like at the moment I'm working on a few short films that I'm not going to get paid for we'll probably put money into it but like mm. that's the stuff that I really enjoy will hopefully yeah give me give me stuff for my reel for the future and further those opportunities yeah. I guess it's kind yeah. of an investment yeah in that's career. it yeah for sure and it's an expensive hobby to have as well mm. like I've seen some photos of you working and some of the camera gear and stuff looks pretty like pretty serious stuff yeah it's not cheap <laughs> <laughs> yeah um budgets can get up there pretty quickly with once you've got lenses and cameras and all that sort of stuff but it is a lot more accessible these days than it used to be things prices on everything come down heaps really yeah why is that just the technology's changed just yeah technology's getting better and better and cheaper it's it's still a lot of money for someone like me but back in the day you wouldn't even think of owning your own rig sort of thing so it's a lot more accessible i guess for people that are at the level you're at a lot of the opportunities will come from ones that you've created yourself so you find a lot of people are writing and trying to put together their own films Mm, definitely yeah for sure this relationship with hayden that i've formed is really good because he's the writer director so that means i don't have to kind of worry about that i can just focus solely on my passion of cinematography because my skill set isn't in writing or directing films Mm. but obviously you need that to create something often like when you're starting out you're doing everything like you're doing you're writing, you're directing, you're running camera, doing sound, all that sort of stuff. So it's it, it's a lot of work. And then obviously as you get down the track, you specialize. And that's, I guess, where your stuff can really shine because mm. you're focusing solely on that. Okay. And what kind of work do you, like, what do you see yourself wanting to get into? Mm. Down the track, like, I'd love to work in narrative feature films and television and commercials. That would be the dream. And what are the steps that it takes to get there from here, pretty much? From here, it's just, it's all about, like, networking and just doing as much work as possible, building up those reels, meeting new people, and, yeah, the opportunities just keep coming and you just keep taking them and just keep pushing forward. But yeah. it is it is hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I imagine it's a field where there's a lot of people trying to do what you're doing, but mm. not all of them have the level of skill that you probably either have now or are trying to work towards. Mm, Yeah. So how do you separate yourself? I think the biggest thing for me is just the way you carry yourself as a person and what you bring to a set. Like you won't go very far if you come on set and you're a, you're a jerk to everyone. Mm. And so I think it's just, just really putting in the hard yards, doing the best you can, being a good person. That's the biggest thing I think. Yeah. Cause there's so much out there. And you've got things like YouTube and Vimeo where so much content's being posted. It's hard to kind of stand out. Like the opportunities are greater Mm. because it's so much more accessible, but there's so much more out there. So it can be hard to create unique content, I guess. So what do you think does stand out? What stands out? (laughs) If I knew that answer, I'd probably be very successful. Um, For me, I just love something with... A lot of heart like I'm sick of big Hollywood blockbuster films where 
there's explosions mm. and, and sound and stuff like that just I don't know I lose interest in that pretty quickly and so for for content the biggest thing is the story as much as I hate that as a cinematographer because mm. I hate it all to be about how it looks yeah. um, the biggest thing is story and and how it connects with people on like a human level I think and when you do capture that I think people respond really well to that and what's the role of the cinematographer in making the most of the story like how does that work so yeah the way you craft an image goes a long way in um helping communicate that story i guess like you can affect a viewer's i guess emotional response to something massively through the color of light you use or how how you expose someone's face like it's a huge thing and so it works it really melts with the story i think very well and yeah, when you do that well, when a cinematographer and a director work really well together and achieve that, I think it's pretty powerful. Hmm. Yeah. So at the the level that you're at, where you're kind of trying to get out there more, you're trying to get as much work as possible. I imagine. Mm. Do you have to come in there with multiple skill sets? Like, are you doing the video editing as well as the the shooting and that kind of thing? Definitely still at this stage. Um, yeah. Yeah, I still do a lot of editing and all that sort of stuff, even like color grading the clips yeah. in post and stuff. So you do have to be very versatile. It's kind of slowly starting to be more refined. Like I'm just focusing on the camera and the image and stuff, which is really nice. But yeah, definitely still have to have to be pretty versatile. Mm. And is that something that most people seem to understand when they're getting into it? That, that they're going to have to learn multiple skills? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. When you're starting out, you've got to do everything pretty much. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, it's good though, because it's good to understand how an editor would think when you're shooting something or how the sound guys thinking like it's it all it all helps usually on the on the show we talk about you know the hard work behind uh, projects people are working on or behind getting to the point that they're at so yeah for you what's been the hardest part about developing your skills as a cinematographer to the point that you're comfortable walking into a scene and saying okay i want you guys to do this this and this and i'm going to be mm. here and this is how we're going to do it yeah the hardest thing for me probably is that um that leadership aspect to it, I guess. Like, I'm not naturally, like... Bossy. Bossy, yeah, 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 I guess. I didn't want to use that word, but I guess that's it. Um, so, just having that confidence, like, in myself to know that, yeah, this, what I'm doing, that is the right decision sort of thing and, and telling people um, what to do, that's probably been the hardest thing for me. Once that becomes easier, then more of your focus is on, on the image and all that sort of stuff. So it, it helps, mm. but that's definitely been the hardest thing I think. And still, still working through it. Cause as you kind of move on to better projects, you're in charge of more people. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more going on. So it gets harder and harder. From the position that you're in, which, you know, you're not a household name cinematographer, not that many probably are, no. unless you're a total <laughs> film nerd, but yeah, that's um, you're, on your way into this industry, which is a lot further than probably people, especially people who are younger than you, that might be aspiring to get into making films. So what would be your advice to anyone that wants to get to a level that you're probably at at the moment? Yeah. It's funny being asked that question. I don't feel like I'm qualified (laughs) in any way uh, to answer it, but, um, you're a lot, you're a lot further than most people. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. I would just say really just keep pushing for it. It is hard and you'll have a lot of people telling you that, oh, you're not going to have a 
job and you know can be able to support yourself off this and stuff but it's it's so much fun and for me I get so much fulfillment out of it and I enjoy it so much and so it's just so worth it just keep keep pushing forward and move past all that and have fun along the way I think that's the most important thing has that always been the way that you've looked at it like you you haven't been in a rush to you know I gotta make a movie I gotta do a music video I'm generally pretty laid back and so yeah motivation it's a hard thing and like things often do take a while to get off the ground especially in film stuff and not everything will work out but i don't know i've always just jumped on any opportunity that's come my way and just given it my best and i think that's that's all you can do really yeah the question that i ask everyone is if you could do anything and know that you wouldn't fail what would you do oh jeez, um that's a big question like relating That's to why my, I ask relating to my field. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately what I want to do is be a cinematographer on feature length narrative films. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a long way down the track. But yeah, if I could do that without failing, that would be incredible. So who do you want to work for? Who do I want to work for? I would love to work for probably Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah. Is he someone that would be known to... to <laughs> Maybe not massively, like... What, why him, though? What's... Tell me, tell me why he's so good. I just love a lot of his... Like, my favourite movie is Drive. I don't know if you've seen, I've seen it. Drive. Yeah, it yeah, so that's one of his films. Okay. Um, is there anyone that cinematographers kind of unanimously hold up as, like, the Michael Jordan of cinematography? Uh, yeah, so Roger Deakins yeah. is generally like today is generally considered the best cinematographer so he's worked on like fargo um prisoners he's doing the new blade runner film and is it right that a lot of film cinematographers are going into tv yeah i think like tv is definitely growing kind of format because it enables filmmakers to tell a story over such a longer period of time in film you've only got like two and a half hours or whatever because some like shows like breaking bad have some cinematography that i feel because oh, they're yeah. up next to any any movie just about definitely yeah yeah there's so many films yeah oh sorry so many tv shows that have excellent cinematography like um true detective is another one i love the new daredevil netflix original yep. it's yeah. it's massive yeah those like it's a bit of a trend lately to have like the really long shot Yes. Of a scene, like it'll be like a three minute scene with one continuous shot. The well, big, it looks like a continuous shot. Yeah, the big one Yeah. Um, yeah, um, like, yeah, Birdman and stuff. Yeah. That wasn't actually one shot, but. But that's the, it's the, it's the illusion, it's the illusion. of one shot. Yeah. Because yeah. True Detective had a big scene like that where I think they actually did a cut somewhere. It the, was. But it looked like it was. I think the True Detective one, I might be wrong, but I think it was actually legit, mm. like eight minutes or something. Yeah. Which was nuts. And I've watched a film about a year ago called Victoria that was like a two-hour film that was legitimately shot in one take. Wow. <laughs> I have no idea how they orchestrated that, but... It's insane. It's hectic. Apparently, they shot it three times and on the third take. Okay. It was just spot on, so... I guess that's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd want to do that <laughs> it's <laughs> anytime like the, soon. It's like the, uh, the old punk rock recording... Everyone goes in and plays their instruments live yeah. instead of doing it track by track. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. And like, again, like if that serves the story, that's awesome. But it doesn't always. Yeah. So. It's a bit of a gimmick. It can be. Yeah. I think, 
I think like the true detective one works really well because it like builds that suspense, mm. but sometimes it can be a bit yeah. of a gimmick. Yeah. And Daredevil had the hallway, the corridor scene. Yeah, that was excellent. It kind of swung around somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's cool. done really so well. So is it yeah. fair to say that since getting into cinematography, you have become a lot more of a film buff? Definitely, yeah. It's I can't just watch a movie now. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly analysing everything. But you do know it's a good film when I actually get, like, invested in the story. Sure. Yeah. When you can stop analysing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it, Harry. Thanks for the chat. I've learnt a lot. And, uh, nice, Jenny. Hopefully we can see you in the credits or, or something. Up on the big screen, we'll see. Yeah. Bit, bit down the track, but yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you for listening. That was Harry Kennedy. And you can keep up with him on Instagram at Harry underscore Kennedy just to see what he's been working on. You can catch me on Twitter. I'm at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work.